Welcome to Accepted, Secrets of New York City School Admissions with Alina Adams, author of the ebook Getting Into New York City Kindergarten. I'm Victoria Chapman. Hi, Alina. Hello, Vicki. Today, we're going to talk about religious education. Christian, Catholic, Jewish, Muslim, Quaker schools, all your New York City religious school options. Um, now, up until this point, we've talked about Kindergarten Connect, dual language programs, special needs schools, charter schools. What else, Alina? We've talked about magnet schools. We've talked about progressive and traditional schools. We've talked about gifted schools, both public and private. All of that can be found in past episodes. Just go back and look at previous ones and you'll get a lot more detail on every subject. Okay, so today we're talking about religious schools. Now, while the vast majority of religious schools are private, some are independent schools. Okay, first, what's the difference between private versus independent schools? Well, what you can do is you can have a private school that's a religious school, but you can also have a private school that's a religious independent school. For instance, a school like Sacred Heart is an all-girls Catholic school. A school like St. David's is an all-boys Catholic school, but they are not schools that are run by the archdiocese, which is the main difference. They're basically private independent schools that happen to have a Catholic focus. You would also get the same thing with Quaker schools like Brooklyn Friends or Friends Seminary, or for instance, a Jewish school like Heschel or Ramaz. These are independent Jewish schools, but they are not yeshivas. Okay, and are there Quaker schools that are private versus private independent? All the Quaker schools in New York City are private and independent, but Brooklyn Friends is more connected to the Quaker church than Friends Seminary. Okay. Um, And about Muslim schools? Muslim schools are also always private, and the majority of them are in Queens, but you also have a wide swath of how uh, modern they are and how much the level of observance is practiced. Okay. Now, are there types, different types of, um, I guess, Uh, religious underpinnings with the schools are some more fundamentalist, some more moderate. Exactly. Well, I mean, as we were talking about Jewish schools, you can have a school like Ramaz, which is a modern Orthodox school. You can have the Schechter, Solomon Schechter schools, which are conservative. You can have Road of Shalom, which is a reform-based school. So those are ones that are affiliated with various movements. And as we talked with the Catholic schools, you can have the schools that are under the archdiocese. There are you know, many, many of them. Just some examples are School of the Ascension, St. Gregory the Great. And then you have the independent schools like Sacred Heart, Marymount, St. David's, they tend to be, they're all Catholic, but how they teach the Catholicism will vary from school to school. Okay, and so a parent looking for the school in the tour, what should they... Well, here's the thing. You should always, always tour. I can't stress that enough because, you know, the best brochure in the world is not going to really tell you how you feel when you walk through the door. And as with any school, you have to be buying what they're selling. We talked about this when we talked about traditional and progressive schools. If you're not happy with what they're teaching there, you're not going to be happy once you're accepted. So the fact is, if you say go to a school which teaches creationism, and they'll pretty much tell you off the bat that they teach creationism, do not be upset when you go there to find out that they teach creationism. Now what's interesting is that some schools might teach creationism in religion class and teach science in science class. You have to be really comfortable with the approach and the level of practice 
and with the attitudes that the school has. For instance, in a Jewish school, if you're not kosher and the school is kosher, you have to be okay with that. And you have to be okay with the possibility of your child coming home and saying, why don't we keep kosher? Or with a Catholic school, if their level of practice is more than your level of practice at home, you have to be comfortable with your child coming home and asking you questions about why school says one thing and you say something else. Very good. That's something to keep in mind. So um, when a child attends a religious school, um, what specifically does a child get and what might they miss? When we come back, um, Dr. Gerald Katz, head of school at Rodolf Shalom, explains. And a little later on, we'll speak with the director of early childhood education for the Archdiocese of New York. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Accepted Secrets of New York City School Admissions with Alina Adams, author of the ebook Getting into New York City Kindergarten. Now, Rodolf Shalom is a nursery school through eighth grade, co ed reform Jewish day school. Alina recently talked with the head, Dr. Gerald Katz, to find out how RSS puts their Jewish values into practice every day and how that serves their students for the remainder of their academic careers and beyond. Listen in. Hello, Jerry. Welcome to Getting into New York City Kindergarten. Thanks very much. I'm delighted to be able to join you. So let me ask you this. What do children get at a Jewish day school that they don't get at a secular school, public or private? Well, I actually think it's important to start with the similarities between a Jewish day school and secular schools, public or private, because first and foremost, we have to be an, edu- an, an excellent educational institution. So the quality of the academic program has to be comparable, if not better, to what families would find available to them elsewhere. Beyond that, though, at a Jewish day school, the, the most important thing kids get is an opportunity to grow up in an environment where an increasing sense of pride and joy in their Jewish identity is something that's reinforced every day. Uh, we offer a very strong sense of community. We expose kids to learning Hebrew, to studying Jewish history and culture and values. And we raise kids in an environment where they really feel like contributing members of a community that's trying to make a difference in the world in a way that I think is particularly powerful. Well, let me ask you about that. How does that making a difference in the world translate into concrete actions that they do at school? Uh, we involve kids in service learning and in, in understanding the, the needs of others for assistance and support and understanding issues of social justice and inequality, both in American society and in the world uh, from very early ages. And we uh, give kids developmentally appropriate opportunities to feel like they can make a difference in impacting uh, other people's lives. And we really want kids here to grow up uh, feeling empowered to make a difference and feeling some responsibility to get involved in looking outside of our own community at the needs of others. Any specific examples you can bring up? Uh, Sure. For instance, I think the most poignant example in our school is uh, when all of our kids are barring bat mitzvah in seventh grade, rather than receiving gifts from classmates at their individual barring bat mitzvah celebrations, the class pools resources. They study about a dozen different philanthropic organizations from the middle of their sixth grade year through their seventh grade year, and then they donate all of the collective gifts 
to um, two or three of the organizations that they feel they can have the biggest impact on. So that, that's a that, that's just one example of many, but it, it's in some ways uh, a metaphor for the way we approach. Um, you know, not not gathering more than we need for ourselves, but doing as much as we can for others. Let me ask you this. When uh, my husband and I were looking at schools for our daughter and we were looking at Jewish day schools, his big question was, because they do Hebrew during the day, because they do Judaic studies during the day, the community service that you mentioned, what are they not doing? What what subjects place are those subjects taking? Actually, um, we, we think about this very carefully, and I think the, the short answer is we feel like we have to be very efficient in our teaching because there's actually nothing that we leave out of the curriculum. Uh, we have a slightly longer school day and school year than some of our peer independent schools in New York City, but really the difference is the uh, two teachers in a classroom and the efficient use of time by our teachers. We believe in a well-rounded program in our Jewish day school. Kids have art and music, physical education, opportunities to get involved in drama and interscholastic athletics. Uh, all of those are important parts of an elementary and middle school education, so and they're important parts of our program. Uh, courses tend to meet four days a week rather than five days a week so that we can accommodate Hebrew and Jewish studies, uh, but our students also begin to study modern language in uh, sixth grade. So we're really not cutting out much. Um, we're, we're asking kids to keep a lot of balls in the air at once, and, and uh, teachers give them a lot of support in doing that. So do you think that there's anything a child misses by going to a Jewish day school rather than a secular school, either private or public? Sure. The thing I talk most with families about, both current families and prospective families, is that by being a um, homogeneous Jewish student community, even though we have many types of diversity in our school, um, many interfaith families, um, a considerable economic diversity, about 15% of our families are eligible for need-based financial aid, we certainly don't have the visible racial and ethnic diversity that public schools in New York or many other independent schools would offer. And for most of our kids, uh, finding a next school after Road of Shalom School in grade nine, uh, one of the priorities that they're looking for is to enter a more visibly diverse community. But we believe they then have the sense of confidence and clarity in who they are and what they value to be really contributing members of the more diverse world that we are raising them in. So on that note, what do you hope they take away from a Jewish day school? You you're go up to eighth grade, you actually start in the twos. What do you hope they take away from their experience? There are three things that I'm actually pretty confident they take away because, <clears throat> excuse me, we hear this from the, the next schools our kids go to uh, and, and from our alumni all the time. Uh, first and foremost, they take away very strong academic preparation. They are um, strong readers, strong writers, strong thinkers, um, strong problem solvers, uh, excellent at working in collaborative groups with others. Uh, secondly, they, they take away uh, a strong sense of empowerment, uh, th this sense that they can make a difference in the world, that their voice matters, uh, 
about that. They have a responsibility to stand up for what's right. And we hear consistently that our kids disproportionately do that in their next school communities and beyond. And finally, they take away this um, growing sense of what it means to them to be Jewish. Um, as a reform Jewish day school, uh, we don't believe there's one size fits all uh, version of what it means to be Jewish, but we've exposed our kids to history, culture, value, um, and multiple perspectives about Jewish experience to an extent that they have a growing sense of pride and joy and um, clarity about what Jewish being Jewish means to them. And in a world where we know that over 50% of um, Jewish families end up uh, entering into interfaith marriages and we have multi-generational interfaith families, we think that's a really important gift to give to our kids. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time to speak with us today. It's been my pleasure. Now, while the majority of Jewish schools in New York City are independent, most of the Catholic schools are part of a larger network. When we return, Connie McRory, Director of Early Childhood Education for the Archdiocese of New York, tells us about their program, their students, and the best way to apply. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Accepted, Secrets of New York City School Admissions with Alina Adams, author of the ebook Getting into New York City Kindergarten. Now, in some parts of the country, Catholic schools are the only private school option. But here in New York City, they're just one of many. Now, we're not talking about independent Catholic schools like Sacred Heart, Marymount, or St. David's. Alina mentioned them earlier. This time we're talking about Catholic schools within the archdiocese. Alina recently talked with Connie McRory, Director of Early Childhood Education, about why Catholic school might be the best option for your child. Hi, Connie. Welcome to Getting Into NYC Kindergarten. Thank you for having me. So the question that comes up when I give my workshops is, what are the advantages and the benefits of a Catholic school education? What can you tell us about that? Well, we offer an education that combines Catholic faith and teachings and academic excellence combined. What does that mean when people talk about Catholic teaching and academic excellence? What does that mean to you? Um, we partner with parents and uh, in the faith formation of their children. Um, we set high standards for student achievement and help them succeed. Uh, we provide a balanced academic curriculum that integrates faith and culture and life. We use technology effectively to enhance education. What would a child who goes to a Catholic kindergarten get that they might not get at a public school kindergarten? Um, we instill students the value of service. Um, we teach children respect to self and others. We teach morality. They become a part of a community. Um, we emphasize moral development and self-discipline. We prepare students to be productive citizens and future leaders. And how can parents make a Catholic school education affordable? You know, we do have scholarships available on uh, a number of different levels for a variety of different needs. And how would a parent go about applying for a scholarship? They would go into the school and ask the principal for an application. Now, the application process for Catholic schools, do you apply to each school separately, or is there a way to apply to more than one Catholic school at a time? 
you would apply online on our website. And what is your website? Buildboldfutures.org, one word. And on the website, that's where you can apply to more than one school? You would download the application from uh, our website. But the application, is it for just a particular school or is it for uh, the entire sort of archdiocese? It's a universal application for the entire archdiocese. And then how does placement work? Do parents put what their first choice might be or how is placement made with the universal application? They would interview with the principal. They would bring the application to the to the school that they're applying to, um, and then they would be called in for an interview with the principal. Now, are Catholic schools mostly for children who are Catholic, or are you open to children of all faiths? We're open to children of all faiths. And how do children of all faiths sort of feel in the Catholic school environment? What kind of feedback have you gotten? Uh, almost 30% are non-Catholic, and uh, they love it. They are welcomed in like any other person, um, regardless of their race, religion, faith. Terrific. They benefit from all of those things as well. They become a more well-rounded. <laughs> and your schools, it's not just kindergarten. Do they run all the way up to 12th grade? Uh, they do. And you also have early education as well? We do. How do... Early, early education, um, pre-K 3 through 8th grade, and then we have 9 through 12 in high schools, and there are a few that are middle school and high school together. I thank you very much for joining us today. We really appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me. Okay, Alina. Well, that's um, helpful. And Now, is there more information that uh, parents can learn about their Catholic school options? Absolutely. The Archdiocese have a phone line that is open 24-7, and it's staffed with operators who are fluent in both English Ah, and Spanish, which is really useful. You can call them at 646-794-2885, and you can get all your questions answered. Also, if you go to their website, which is buildboldfutures.org you can download an application right there which is also in English and Spanish and you'll need to fill that out before you go to meet with the principal of the school you're interested in. A meeting with the principal is mandatory. Okay and um, to set up the principal, the meeting with the principal? You can just go ahead and call the school directly there is no common app. You will have to do some research which you can also do on the website and see which schools interest you, which schools are near you, all those things and then call and set up an appointment. Sounds pretty good. Okay, got a listener question. Is it too late to apply to religious school for September 2016? It actually depends on what you mean by religious school after we've just spent this whole episode talking about it. If you're talking about an independent school that is also religious, probably, because right now most of them have already taken all the applications they're going to take. But again, go ahead and take a look. Maybe some of them still have interview slots available. But if you're talking about a Catholic school under the archdiocese or an yeshiva or one of the Muslim schools, it most of them tend to have rolling admissions. So again, take a look and see which school you're interested in. What I know some people do is they actually wait until the spring until they find out where they've gotten into private school or where they've gotten into public school or if they got into the charter school they wanted. And then if they're not particularly happy with their options, then they take a look at some of their local religious schools and many of them will still have spaces even in the spring. Okay, so you're saying with rolling admissions, how late might those... applications be accepted? You know what? It really depends. Some people move into town in the summer, and sometimes there's still spaces in August. I also worked with one family where they actually had their child in a public gifted and talented program, and halfway through the year, they just decided that they weren't impressed with it at all, and in the middle of the year, they moved their child to a Catholic school. So it really depends on space availability. 
Okay, well that's good. It's good to know you ha um, have options. All right, so where are you going to be? What's coming up for you? On Tuesday, December 15th, I'm going to be speaking at Crave It, which is a bakery. I will be giving my Getting Into New York City Kindergarten workshop. You still have time until January 15th, which is when Kindergarten Connect apps are due, so we can certainly talk about ranking and all of that. Go to my website at www.alinaadams.com, and you can get more information and RSVP there. Okay, well, that about wraps us up for today. Um, and really for the rest of for the, the rest year. Of the year. <laughs> um, so for those who observe, Merry Christmas, Happy Kwanzaa. If, if you don't, Happy Holidays, Happy Winter Season, <laughs> Happy uh, Winter Solstice. And um, we wish everyone a, rest, a wonderful holiday season, and we will see you in the new year. When we come back, we're going to talk about dual language programs. So marinate on that. Kindergarten Connect. Work on those yeah, applications. Yes. You, I'm sure you want to spend your, your break working on Kindergarten Connect, but this would be a good time to do it. Okay. Well, have a great rest of the year. We'll see you in the new year.